Is it not the most kawaii thing to not even have taken a meeting the first day of free agency? While everyone else, and I mean everyone else, already figured out where they're going. He's just sitting back. Before he reportedly will talk to the LA teams and Toronto. Maybe just one LA team at this point. I mean, I can't say any better than the man himself, so hit it. What it do, baby? <laughs> now, a quick sponsor note before we get right into it. Welcome back to another edition of Prem Brulee, the number one podcast in your headphones. That's right. Do not ever get it twisted. Do not ever play yourselves. The number one podcast in your headphones. I am your host, Premobot of the Play Call Network. And you already know this is going to be NBA free agent heavy because that's the talk of the town in this slow news cycle. So without further ado, yeah, fam or not, NBA free agency. And before I give my takes here, I aim to please the number one podcast listeners. So I have all your moves in one spot. I won't bore you with the smaller moves, but... I'll name some worth listing. Free agency kind of kicked off with Kemba Walker indicating that he will be moving on from the Charlotte Hornets and will be signing with the Boston Celtics, a four-year, $141 million deal. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets just got a whole lot better by adding Kyrie Irving and King Snake himself, Kevin Durant. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. They're reportedly in the range of $300 million total between the two of them over four years. However, there is reports that they are taking less so that DeAndre Jordan can come to Brooklyn on a four-year $40 million deal. Jimmy Butler in his team finally worked out a sign-and-trade that will wind him up in Miami with a max four-year, $140-plus-million-dollar deal. Part of that trade is that the Sixers will get back young, up-and-coming player Josh Richardson. The way the trade worked out also involved a swap for in which Hassan Whiteside heads to Portland, and Miami winds up with Myers Leonard. Part of that trade was sending Mo Harkless to the Los Angeles Clippers, who also gained a protected first-round pick uh, for being part of this trade. Then we have former Buckeye himself, D'Angelo Russell, in a surprise move, being signed and traded to the Snakes of Oakland. So he will now be part of the enemy. Absolutely sickening. Part of Golden State being able to afford... D'Angelo Russell's new $117 million deal involved trading Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies. Then, in some other signings, Al Horford went from Boston to Philly on a four-year $109 million deal. Damian Lillard signed a max extension with Portland, locking him up for years to come. The extension was four years, $196 million. Of course, no surprise, Clay Thompson re-signed with the Snakes of Oakland. Him and his Velcro get, goatee get $190 million over five years. Chris Middleton re-signed with Milwaukee for five years, $178 million. 
Tobias Harris, same similar number, five years, $180 million to stay with Philly. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, if you remember, the Mavs took a chance in acquiring Porzingis on an expiring deal from the Knicks while he was hurt. Porzingis is signing with Dallas, a max five-year, $158 million deal. A uh, sharpshooter from Philly, J.J. Redick, wound up on the Pelicans on a two-year, $26.5 million deal. Nikola Vucevic re-signed with Orlando, four years, $100 million. Orlando also retained Terrence Ross. Terry Rozier went from Boston to Charlotte on a three-year, $58 million deal. Another big extension before his contract was up, Jamal Murray agreed to a five-year, $170 million contract to stay in with the Denver Nuggets for years to come. Let's see, some other ones here. Robin Lopez will be joining his bro, Brooke, in Milwaukee. Everyone who's had a brother and played in their driveway at one point, that's living a dream. The New York Knicks, as you've not heard them in any part of this, have found themselves into signing... Most notably, Julius Randle, who was previously on the Pelicans. Randle gets three year a three-year deal for $63 million. <laughs> they also signed Taj Gibson, <laughs> Reggie Bullock, <laughs> Bobby Portis, <laughs> just to name a few. few role player moves. Uh, Ennis Cantor went from Portland to Boston on a two-year $10 million deal. Patrick Beverly re-signed with the Clippers, three years, $40 million. Whether you like him or not, he really did earn himself that deal. Uh, Derek Rose went from Minnesota to Detroit, two years, $15 million. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon moves from Milwaukee to the Indiana Pacers on a four-year $85 million contract as part of a trade. Milwaukee gets a first round and two future second round picks from the Pacers. Outgoing from the Pacers, Bohan Bogdanovich went over to Utah on a four-year $73 million deal. And both part of the same deal, Marcus All and Jonas Valanciunas will stay with the teams they just got traded to. Marcus All exercises player option for $25.6 million to stay with the Raptors. And Jonas Valanciunas re-signed with the Grizzlies on a three-year $45 million deal. And I guess I'll cover the Snakes' very last. Kevon Looney re-signed with the Snakes. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. For three years, $15 million. Anyway, a lot of information to digest. Of course... Bogged down by some role players, but the big moves, the big names, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving, King Snake, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, all switch teams. Whole lot of movement. Probably the most movement we've ever seen, and this is definitely the most high-profile free agency in NBA history, so you already know I'm a yeah fam to this, and I'm especially a fucking yeah fam to the Snakes of Oakland Dynasty being over. Good riddance. See you never. Air quote. Warriors fans.
<laughs> what it do, baby? Y'all can go back under the rocks you came out from. We don't need you. We don't ever want to see you again. I hope, for once and for all, the snakes of Oakland are officially dead. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. I'm a Yafam. I'm a Yafam to seeing all these players switch teams. I love seeing jersey changes. It's a weird thing, but I love it. There'll be more thoughts on my favorite picks in the Who You Got section. So I don't want to give away too much, but be interested to see how the Nets do in their first year without Kevin Durant playing, obviously. How Kyrie Irving leads their team. They still do have a very deep team. Have players like Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's going to be coming off the bench. They added DeAndre Jordan. Should be an excited, exciting team to watch. Kemba Walker joins young, talented players in Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, sure they lost a few, but they also still have Gordon Hayward, so keep an eye on them. And then, the defense of the Philadelphia 76ers will be formidable. They add, yes, they lost Jimmy Butler, but they still were able to obtain talent in Josh Richardson and add more in the front court by adding Al Horford. All right, yeah, fam or not, to LeBron James giving up his number 23 to incoming star player Anthony Davis. LeBron has hinted at bringing back the chalk toss. Everyone else is hoping not only for his own hairline's look, but for his intensity bringing back the headband. Is Six Braun back? Is, more importantly, is Illuminati mode activated? I can't fucking wait. All you people were fucking sleeping on my man, Lega James, and he heard it all. And I can't wait to see you eat your words. While everybody debated who was the best player, didn't even talk about LeBron James. I cannot wait till you fucking idiots eat your fucking words. What it do, baby? And yes, I'm a yeah fam to this. Yeah, I can't wait till you eat your fucking words because But yeah, I'm a yeah fam. You bet your ass. I love switching up jersey numbers and he's also genius because he's just going to be the number one in jersey sales once again. It's a phenomenal move. Also, if I'm Anthony Davis, why do I like this? Half the 23 jerseys I see in this stands might be might say James on the back, but Guess you really must be in love with the number. A brief reprieve from NBA free agency. But, yeah, fam or not, a UConn rejoining the Big East. So UConn was a charter member of the conference and left in 2013 when the Big East shifted to focusing on basketball. And UConn, obviously, a also a football school, was kind of left by the wayside. UConn wound up in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, an interesting fact before I state my yeah, fam or not, the UConn women's basketball team did not lose did not lose a single game in their time in the AAC. Yikes to the other teams. With that being said, I'm a nah to this. You already know I'm not a traditionalist, but this is a nah from the standpoint of their football program. The main issue in this move is UConn football. 
The Big East does not have football, and the few schools that do are FCS programs. So UConn will have to find a new home and a new conference or be an independent, which, unless you're Notre Dame, does not mean shit. I don't dig the move of leaving a big a big sport out of your athletic department out to dry like that. We'll see what conference they wind up in, but you got to believe it's not going to be a huge one because a lot of conferences don't want to take on a school just in one sport. So stay tuned for that, but I'm a nah to UConn rejoining the Big East because of what it means for all their sports. Now it's time for likey, no likey, hate it. So my likey is that it's been five years since this came out. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Five fucking years? Maybe this should be a hate it for making me feel old. I just realized that. Anyway, my no likey is to Rob Palinka getting credit for creating max salary space to sign a third star player. Everyone's given him props after they acquired Anthony Davis and still created nearly $33 million in room to, in their estimation, hopefully entice a Kawhi Leonard or at the time any one of the other big stars in free agency. In reality... Palinka just fixed a mistake he made by not understanding how the salary cap works when he made the Anthony Davis trade to begin with. Also, we're giving Palinka credit while Anthony Davis waived his $4 million he was owed as a trade kicker. That's part of the reason he has that space. Let's not get it twisted right now. The Lakers don't have a full roster. They don't even have a starting lineup. Rob Palinka doesn't get credit for fixing a problem he created. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. Okay, this hate it is a little different. Uh, with all these players moving teams, if I see any one of those videos where a fan looks like they're going to burn a jersey of a departed player, but, oh, no, wait, they fake it out and drop a note on top of the jersey saying thank you. Get your dumb wannabe pyro asses out of here. Nobody retweet or follow any of that shit. I'm sick of it. We get it. You appreciate them. Whatever. We get it. Years ago, Cavs fans overreacted when LeBron left. It was 2010, guys. It's fucking 2019. Get over mocking it. It's not cool. Last but not least, my hate it goes to something Jay Williams said on ESPN. So usually, I'm a big fan of his work, but... On ESPN, Jay Williams said that Kawhi joining the Lakers would be a weaker move than when KD joined the Warriors. Oh, God. Are people just so fucking unaware? Or like, do they not know any fans in their lives? They're just friends with all celebrities, all athletes. Like, they can't relate to the normal person. Because that's what I'm starting to fucking think. Kevin Durant didn't win a title until till he joined a fucking already championship team. Kawhi won titles with two different teams and has recently been called the dynasty killer. There will never be a weaker move than King Snake joining the Snakes of Oakland. 
the 73-win team that just fucking beat him a month before while his former team, the Thunder, were up 3-1 to one on them. Oh, but Jay's KD's friend and business partner. So we all know where it comes from. Mr. Sensitivity over there. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. And if you're wondering. Oh, now that he left the Snakes of Oakland. Is he still King Snake? You bet your fucking ass he's still King Snake. His history still includes joining those Snakes of Oakland, does it not? <laughs> Maybe if he actually wins in Brooklyn, we can start actually counting his rings. That's the difference. He'll always be King Snake, baby. You know how we keep it on on this podcast. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. All right, Joker, you're up, baby. It's time for You Played Yourself. You already know this is going to be spicy. But first off, from one of the Yeah Fam or Not headlines, a congratulations You Played Yourself to those of you having to buy another Lagarde James jersey since he is switching numbers. That being said, though, the number 23 LeBron Lakers jersey is going to be some kind of collector's item a la MJ's number 45. Not quite that, since the 45 wasn't worn for that long, but going to be kind of cool. I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of people doubling up on that number six jersey now. You know, I try to take any chance I get to call the woat out, but you played yourself goes to Draymond the woat green. Remember how he dared Kevin Durant to leave and said, quote, we don't need you. We won without you. End quote. I'll let Spice handle this. Because he's about to fucking find out. And on that note, you played yourself to the Snakes of Oakland. You may have gotten my boy D-Lo. But can we talk about losing all of your finals MVPs in one single day? That's right. If you're keeping tabs, neither Stephen Curry nor Clay Thompson have ever won an NBA Finals MVP. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. All of their finals MVPs disappeared out of that snake hole when they traded away Andre Iguodala. Yes, Andre Iguodala and let Kevin Durant go to Brooklyn. <laughs> you just love to see it. But then, your owner follows it up, saying no one will wear number 35 for Golden State again. Are y'all fucking kidding me, man? Is it is it a requirement when you are anywhere near sports to just be totally unaware? Y'all trying to appreciate him after he's gone? When all you and your fucking fan base did was not show him love? And question him to the point of him having to play too soon and get re-injured? This man felt so little love, he left so fucking quick. After he got a few asterisk-ridden championships that we don't count, he still got zero. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. And then, y'all let his sensitive ass into thinking he had to play way too fucking soon. And now you want to say his jersey's going to be retired. If I was if I was King Snake, I'd say keep your fucking jersey. You fucking being kumbaya. How, how about you take these fireside s'mores 
make the marshmallows and chocolate all nice and nice toasted and melted. Combine it with that nice rendition of Kumbaya and shove them between your own graham crackers. You fucking snakes of Oakland. Oh, you played yourself goes to the Houston Rockets. Pretty self-explanatory, but not even fucking dysfunctional Jimmy Butler wanted to join the level of dysfunction that has found its way into H-Town. Sad times. Sad times for the Rockets. Oh, you played yourself. Also, every chance I can get, you played yourself goes to Boston. Usually I'd address it to Kyrie Irving, Mr. Flat Earth himself, but he told Boston back in October that he planned to re-sign. Ahaha, <laughs> Boston. Okay, this is what you you tune in for right here. New York Knicks, you're fucking up. You know, maybe I shouldn't pour it on, or maybe I should because... You already know what team we're on here. Heavy alert. Heavy alert. Heavy alert. Can't take you on a trip down memory lane here. Do you remember how the Knicks traded away Kristaps Porzingis? With the promise of getting free agents in the summer, which happens to be this summer we're currently in. Do, do you remember... When the Knicks thought they were getting Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Zion Williamson. Do you remember that how instead of that, they drew number three in the lottery? And KD and Kyrie chose to go right down the road to Brooklyn instead? So here's a way to put it. So here's a different way to put it. Your rival down the road. Who you thought you were better than this whole time. Comes over, steals your current girlfriend. And then... Your ex, that you tossed aside, Chris Stapps, just got engaged, and he's posting about it. And what are you doing? Stand there like a fucking idiot. Listen to records of James Dolan's sorry-ass band, huh? Heavy alert, heavy alert, heavy alert. Oh, and here's the best fucking part of this. The Knicks front office wanted you to know Conveniently, right after they lost out on KD, that they weren't offering him the max. Oh, really? You're going to play the I didn't like her anyway card? Get the fuck out of here. That ain't the sorriest shit I've ever heard. Who is telling these schmoes what to do? In what fucking world do you think... Y'all's last place asses are too good to offer one of the best players on the planet a max deal. Why in the hell would you ever think this information would make you look good in any way? Oh, even worse. KD and Kyrie did end up taking less. What it do, baby? On the Nets, so that they could side DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Y'all must be so fucking sick to your stomachs. You didn't want to spend on Katie. Too fucking, too fucking high and mighty to spend on King Snake Kevin Durant. But here's fucking $114 million for three power forwards. What it do, baby? Enjoy this shit pile, New York. Enjoy Julius Randle, Bobby Portis. 
and Todd Gibson. And one more fucking thing, once and for all. No one fucking cares about playing in the garden. This utter failure of an offseason proves that. Sure, it's a bonus. But newsflash, your museum isn't where the kids are going to keep going. Keep painting your fucking Mona Lisa's with John Starks and Patrick Ewing's faces on them. Because they sure as hell ain't having anyone more notable. And you might as well live in the fucking past just like the real Mona Lisa. I don't know who you got and what you're feeling. A recap of last episode. Played a little stay or go. With NBA free agents. Of course, we know most of the results. But Clay Thompson, I went with stay. Obviously, that was an easy one. He ended up staying. Kevin Durant was a go to one of the teams in New York. That was obviously correct. I The one I got wrong was Kemba Walker. I thought he'd stay and take a max deal in Charlotte. Turns out they did not want to do that. So he went to Boston, and I said Jimmy Butler would go, and he is gone. Did not bother with Kyrie. We already knew he was. I also went over winners and losers of the NBA draft, and which free agent was a bigger domino, Kawhi or KD, to which I said, painfully, King Snake, Kevin Durant. <laughs> All right, this week, obviously free agency themed, but... I want to do who you got for weirder starting lineup next year. The Warriors or the Philadelphia 76ers? The Warriors, when healthy, will be trotting out D'Angelo Russell, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, The Wote, and Kevon Looney. Well, the Sixers added Al Horford to a front court. And their lineup will be Ben Simmons, likely Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and the aforementioned Al Horford. So basically, which lineup is weirder? All the shooting or none of it? All the defense or none of it? I don't know. I got to go with the Snakes of Oakland. I do not like this potential backcourt of D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry. Don't know how it works on offense. D'Angelo is great in the pick and roll. They do not run that in the snake pit of Oakland. And then you are going to potentially trot out D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry in an awful defensive backcourt. So, despite the Sixers having very little shooting, maybe too much size, they will be good defensively, so at least they have that going for them. So, I'm going to go with the Snakes of Oakland having a weirder lineup. I wanted to go over some of my favorite moves of free agency and my least favorite moves. So I broke them down by star player moves and lower tier. The big free agent move I loved, and this is going to surprise you, but King Snake and Kyrie to Brooklyn. The Nets were in serious trouble not too long ago. A new front office and building their bench up into a formidable team enticed people with stability in their organization. Didn't need to trot out that they're playing in a fucking museum. Just that they were building a team the right way. So, move I loved. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, adding to a Nets team. They already made the playoffs last year, and they improved greatly. The free agent move I hated, 
I just hinted at it, but my boy D'Angelo Russell to the Snakes of Oakland. Hate the fit. Hate it for a star development coming off his an all-star season. And like I said, it'll be just be an atrocious defensive backcourt with Curry. Hopefully the rumors are true and they flip D'Lo for another trade when Clay comes back healthy. Also, a bonus, I'm not really sure what Jimmy Butler wanted in Miami outside the obvious living benefits, but their team is just not that good. Guess get paid while you can, live live in a great place while you can, I don't know. And then I want to cover my winners and losers from the lower tier moves. The lower tier free agent move I loved was J.J. Redick to the Pelicans. They needed shooting and veteran presence on a young roster. With the additions they've made just through the draft and getting back in the Anthony Davis trade, they added people like Derek Favors and the aforementioned Redick. They should be competing for a playoff spot in the West immediately. I really thought Redick and the Lakers were a match made in heaven, though, so that part is a little disappointed. Would have loved to see Redick benefit from two star players in LeBron and Anthony Davis. Lower tier free agent move I hated. Not a huge fan of Al Horford in general, him going to Philly. Terry Rogier to Charlotte. The Hornets are going to start over. Why pay Rogier $19 million a year? Last but not least, I want to give my least favorite signings in general and worst contracts of the free agency. First up, Tobias Harris getting $36 million per year from Philadelphia. I just don't see it. Good for him for getting paid. Next, Chris Middleton getting a max. The best he'll be is a distant second option in Milwaukee while the Greek Freak is there. I do not get giving him that much money. And I already brought him up, but Terry Rogier getting $58 million over three years in Charlotte. Again, good for these guys for getting paid. But y'all analytics nerds, I can hear you behind your keyboards now. Miss me with all this shit. These are still shit contracts for players probably not worth the value. But again, go get your money, fellas. As for what I'm feeling, I got to watch Into the Spider-Verse finally. It's a hit Netflix. It is just as good as advertised. Spider-Man Far From Home. So fantastic. And I get to be with the extended family this weekend for a family wedding. And I can't fucking wait. Just picture... About seven of me in one room. That would be an entertaining episode of Prem Brule, I can tell you that much. What it do, baby? And have fun with it. Am I too much sense for this week? The advice you didn't think you needed is a little bit less of advice and more of a notice in a phrase I've coined. So you've all heard the phrase, keep that same energy. I decided that I'm going to coin the phrase and be performing energy checks to see what kind of energy is actually being put out there. Make sure when I do that energy check, you number one podcast listeners, that you're always repping that number one podcast lifestyle. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. Keep it petty. Own the petty. Own the number one. Just see too many of those people, not when we... When we do the perform those energy checks, they ain't keeping the same that they try to make it seem. Strive to not be one of those people. And that's not too much sense.
energy checks, baby. This has been another edition of Prem Brulee, the number one podcast in your headphones. That's right. You already know. You're not going to get it twisted. You're not going to play yourselves. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. Share it with someone you know. Share it with two people you know. Leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. And check out all of our other incredible podcasts at the Play Call Network. I've been your host, Premobot, and we'll talk to you next time.